now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new week of Over the Line. We're working on kind of where we're putting our, our camera angles and all that. For those of you that watch this on video, um, I don't I don't really know how I feel about this one. It seems like it's a little kind of up in my face, but I've been getting suggestions of you need to make sure you are um, up in the camera. You need to make sure you are uh, tanking up a big chunk of of the screen here. And so that's what I'm trying to do. So hopefully it doesn't scare you guys too bad. Weird day for me. I'm kind of thrown off. Uh, as some of y'all know, I, I go work super early in the morning these days. And so I, I get like three to four hours of sleep every night which is not working with i've been doing that like two or three weeks now and so i've come up with this plan where i'm gonna like go and and take a nap during the day when i'm not a napper so it makes it tough where i had to sleep like i just woke up like an hour ago and i feel weird when i wake up and now i gotta do a show and it's just a whole thing nonetheless we're gonna do it anyway nobody cares and corn bop was definitely a bad dude. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. So what we're going to do, we're going to throw three, well, two different things at you today. And I, I normally just concentrate on one, but I felt like both of these are equally important as I was kind of going through the headlines uh, last minute, because that's what I did. And I didn't even have time to um, put something together. This, with us being banned from YouTube, which is... Obviously, old news at this point. Y'all know that. Um, there's been a bit of, outside of the disappointment and the frustration, there has been a, an underlying feeling of of liberation, of freedom, of uh, a feeling that's almost like uh, running across a, a the Super Bowl, the field during the Super Bowl, naked, like streaking. There, there, there's a bit of that going on in inside of me, being banned from YouTube, because I can now say whatever I want without fear of being deplatformed. Now, don't get me wrong, I wish we were still on YouTube, but, but, it's a pretty good feeling to be able to start the show with things like this. At the New York Rangers MLB game. Something that happens time and time again, and if you watch TikTok or social media, you see people continuing to do this, especially at baseball games, and that is the unveiling of a Trump won flag from the upper deck of these MLB stadiums. How beautiful is that? Absolutely beautiful. And you can hear the people in the crowd that have noticed it. <laughs> They're all cheering. Drop one, drop one, that right, drop one. Oh, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. My point is. I can now start shows just like that. Showing you flags being unveiled to baseball games. America's pastime. 
that say Trump won. I would have never been able to do that on YouTube. They would have taken me down in a heartbeat. I had to avoid using the term Trump won. And even in my attempt to try to censor myself and not talk about the election in, in at least explicit terms, I was still pulled down. But it's nice. It's nice to be able to do that and show you guys. Here's a little, uh, in case you're curious, a little bit of the aftermath after this. these two guys unveiled this Trump one flag. Now, again, I see people do this all the time. Random people that you don't know. They're just average Joes that know exactly what happened on November 3rd, 2020. But this guy in particular is uh, the guy from the Alex Jones show. And he's he's the sidekick. He does the show for him sometimes. And I'm not 100% sure what his name is. Uh, but he's a... <laughs> if you've ever watched him, he's like wide open 24-7. And props to him because he does a good job, I guess, for what he does. But... He's uh he's a little high strung. Nonetheless, he was one of the two guys that unveiled this flag. <laughs> These guys are nice though. They're nice. You have to take that flag down immediately. What's wrong? She's panicked. No, she's she's panicked. Yeah, like she's I'm mad. Doing it. You gotta take the flag down immediately. We stole our election though, you know. We'll take it out. Relax, guys. <laughs> Everybody relax. Wait, wait. Got hurt. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did, did he said they stole our election and she said we know? Did she really just say that? Panic. <laughs> no, she's she pissed. Panic yeah, like she's mad. Doing? They stole our election though, you know? Oh, she said let go. We'll Never mind. Relax, guys. I was, <laughs> I was like, that's almost like a hat tip where she's like, we know, I'm just doing my job. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Nonetheless, uh, oh, there's more interactions going on. Hold on. Hold on here. Let's see what's going on. We'll take it out. Relax, guys. Everybody relax. Nobody got hurt. Good. We'll hold on to that. Nope. We, we got it. Oh, no, I know the rules. You can't take my flag. Yes, we can. No, you cannot. I will take it up. Man, what you do you want take to do flag. flag? You cannot take my flag. Hang on. We'll take it up. You know, your election got stolen, too. Everyone's election got stolen, and Americans should be more upset that our election got stolen than that we have a flag. All right. All right, we'll leave. How about that? Don't take the flag. Hey, you're not harming anyone. You can't take the flag. You can't take the flag. That's fine. That's fine. Everybody knows Trump won. Everybody knows Trump won. <laughs> and they're more upset because I have a flag than that our election was stolen. You notice he won the battle of getting to keep his flag. He's like, I already know the rules, dude. You're not taking my flag. I'd be the same way. I'd be like, listen, this is a conversation piece for my living room. When people come over, I'm going to be like, hey, this is the famous flag from the Rangers game that I unveiled and triggered so many people, you know. But it made even more people happy because you heard the cheering in the background. Absolutely fantastic. And I will remind you, the over-the-line viewer and those guests that are joining us, Trump, in fact, did win. That's right. Trump won uh, in overwhelming fashion, and as the record books for whoever writes the history books, they show that Joe Biden 
was the one guy that got more votes than any presidential candidate in history. It was actually the other way around. Donald Trump would have wrapped up the 2020 election with the most votes in history. In history, had the election gone fairly. That's right. That's exactly right. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Joe Biden, who has run for president multiple times and couldn't even make it past the nominating process, couldn't even become his party's nominee, all of a sudden, after doing absolutely nothing and being in the worst shape of his career, gets more votes than anybody in history. Nobody believes that. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Nobody believes that. Anyway. Before I get too far into this, let me remind you about my boys at Vapor Forge out on 280. These guys are rocking and rolling. And let me tell you, I, I don't think, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. But these guys have some exciting things coming up. Very exciting things. And I'm trying to help them out with it where I can. But make sure you go and visit them. Because when you go to Vapor Forge and you buy your juice and your devices or your Delta 8, Delta 10, CBD, whatever... When you do that, you're supporting this show. Everything you do at Vapor Forge, you do it for Over the Line as well. So make sure you go see these guys. Make sure you tell them you heard it on Over the Line and tell them how much you appreciate the, those guys. I, I, I can't tell you how many people reach out to me. They're like, man, I finally went to Vapor Forge and they hooked me up, man. Those guys are awesome. So check them out 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, 205 874. 9010 is the number. They're right next to Bailey Brothers. Also, a quick reminder, we really need you guys on this, the Over the Line Patreon page, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean who. Andrew McLean who. Look it up. If you want to donate to the show, this is the way to do it. You can do as little as $5 a month. And if you guys want to come in and donate $5 a month, cancel any time, by the way. That $5 will go a long way in helping us get this podcast out there because we're trying to get the truth out. That's all we're doing. Yeah, it's fun for me. I enjoy it. Sometimes it's a hassle. A lot of times it's a hassle. I don't have enough time in the day, but guess what? The hassle is very minuscule in comparison to how badly I want the truth to get out. So that's what we're doing, and anytime you give us monetary support... It goes towards getting the truth out. It goes right back into this podcast. For those of you that are part of Patreon, we love you so very much and appreciate y'all more than you'll ever know. More than you'll ever, ever know. Not to mention, in exchange for your kind and generous donation, you will get exclusive content behind the scenes from here on over the line. So uh, you get videos and, and posts that we need to put out to let people know y'all are Patreon, anytime something's going on, Patreon's usually the first to know. So get yourself signed up. Worth the $5 a month. And, um, I mean, you're talking about one, uh, two, three cups of coffee per month. That's not that's not much of anything, right? Am I right? Let me move over to this. COVID has been in the news. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Well, of course it's been in the news, Andrew. Uh, COVID resurgence, Delta variant, has been in the news. And we are talking about going back to lockdowns. We're talking about going back to masking up, masking up our children. And by the way, I was ready to lose it. You, you got me. I was about to turn into full-blown 
political activists had in my my kids' school district had they told them they had to mask up, and they haven't. They have not, and it was refreshing as I went to register Peyton for school today. Him and I went to his school. It's a new school, and uh, we did all the paperwork we got to do and everything else. Not one mask. Okay, maybe maybe two or three masks in the whole place, and this is a lot of people were there. The line was wrapped around the building when we show, showed up, and there was almost no mask there. It was so nice, so nice. You know what else was nice is I had no registration fees to pay. I could not believe it. Apparently, that's a sixth grade thing. Nonetheless, the COVID rules are for the little people. I want you to know that. You watching this podcast, unless you live in a multi-million dollar home, these rules are for thee, but not for the bigwigs. Not for the people in power, not for the people with money. Prime example, Barack Hussein Obama who is throwing a lavish 60th birthday bash for himself and Martha's Vineyard with 200 staff members and 475 guests. Look at this beautiful piece of property in this seven, eight, nine million dollar I'm sorry, $12 million home of Barack Obama. $12 million. Look, just... Look at this home. Just look at it. Would you look at that? What a beautiful, beautiful home that is. $12 million chump change for somebody like Barack Obama. But as we are told that the Delta variant is raging and that we need to get it together because we are putting people in danger, the Obamas are throwing the biggest party of the year. 475 confirmed guests. With, get this, Pearl Jam being the band that will play. What's more shocking? The guests, the number of guests and staff, or the fact that Barack Obama listens to Pearl Jam? It's crazy. Former President Obama is hosting a 60th birthday bash for himself on Martha's Vineyard. Held at the Obama's $12 million home, which sits on 30 oceanfront acres, as you saw in the picture. 475 confirmed guests. Pearl Jam was set to play. Steven Spielberg also expected to show up. Absolutely, absolutely fascinating. As Jesse Kelly on Twitter said, reminder, none of these people lecturing you about masks and we're, we are all in this together and lockdowns have had to make, haven't had to make a single adjustment to their lives. None of them. The pandemic is for... Uh, the pa- the pandemic is a pandemic of the haves and have-nots. Which is exactly right. Can you name me one person that has preached lockdowns and masks and everything else that has not been hypocritical on their own rules? Barack Obama... Anthony Fauci, remember him at the Washington Nationals game? Hanging out with his mask down early in the pandemic, might add. Nancy Pelosi, just last week, taking photos in the House of Representatives. Remember this? In the halls of Congress, after days after saying that anybody that's not wearing a mask in that building will be fined and or arrested, she's taking off her own mask. 
None of these people are serious. Now, I, I want to put it in perspective because, as we've stated on the show several times, the vaccine is a good thing, okay? There are some downsides to the vaccine. We've had people pass away because of the vaccine, and that's going to be the case with almost every vaccine. You have a right to feel its rust. You have a right to distrust it because the government is pushing it so hard. But it's all about your rights, you should have the ability to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. I was talking to a, a doctor earlier today. He's, he's at a hospital in South Alabama. And he just moved down here from New Jersey. So he was up towards New York in the bulk of the pandemic and, and switched jobs, switched hospitals. And now he's down here. He's only been down here maybe a week or two, right? And we were talking, we had an hour and a half long conversation about COVID and everything else. And he expressed his frustration for the politicization of COVID and everything surrounding it. And so I explained to him, as I just said, you know, you got to understand. And, and I'm, I'm one of the people on the outside looking in saying, hey, you know, it's, it's a little suspect. I said, you got to understand that it was rushed. You got to understand we know what the survival rate of this thing is. Also need to understand that the, the most untrustworthy people are the ones pushing it the hardest. I said, these politicians who everybody hates, nobody trusts, are pushing it like their lives depend on it. They're pushing it so hard that it's impossible to trust it. Because those people, these are people that do not have our best interests at heart. They do not. And they never do. So when they want something this bad, chances are it's something that's going to benefit them and not us. Whether that's financially or whatever. We watch it time and time again. They don't, they don't get this uppity about something that's going to benefit someone else and not them that's enough reason to distrust it. not to mention all the hypocritical moments that have come and gone from these people so really when it comes down to it you have a right to do it now we talked about the effectiveness of the vaccine and he stressed how important it was now keep in mind this is a conversation i'm having with a guy who we're kind of agreeing on most stuff um and he's talking about the medical side of it and the things he saw, and, and he knows that COVID is bad. He, he, he's seen the effects, the, the good and the bad sides of it. Um, but we both agreed that the, the, the politicians need to be out of it. They, there needs to be a different group of people that are pushing this because these guys are just making it worse. These guys that... And all the examples of hypocrisy I just gave you are only hurting their own case. They're, they're making it so much worse. Who wants to get it? And the people that are not getting it, they're not changing their mind. They're not going to do it. You might have a handful of people, but the overwhelmingly majority, the overwhelming majority of people are not going to change their minds about it, especially in the current climate. And he agrees, and, you know, I wish there was another group 
of people, whether that's doctors or whatever, that were the ones on the front lines pushing this in public PSAs or whatever. He's like, I hate the fact that politicians are doing it because it is, in fact, making it worse. But we agreed the vaccine overall is a good thing. And if you're in a position where you can get it, you feel comfortable get it, getting it, do it. But you also have a right to turn it down. This doctor also realizes that a lot of this unnecessary BS when it comes to combating the virus is also pointless. What I got from him is the only thing we need to worry about is the vaccine. Like, if you've got the virus, that's one thing. But if you haven't gotten the vaccine and you haven't gotten the virus, you need to, you need to get it. Forget the mask. Forget the social distancing. Forget the lockdowns. He's just preaching the vaccine. And so much so, when he got in the car, and this is like 5 o'clock in the morning, he's like, man, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, or he's like, do I have to wear a mask? And I'm like, no, of course not. This is a doctor, okay? A doctor that's dealt with COVID patients. And we get to where we're going. He's getting out of the car. Before he shuts the door, he's like, hey, man, you don't, you don't have a mask I can have, do you? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do, buddy. I got him in my glove box. So I hand him a mask. But it's funny to me that I had to give a doctor a mask. And uh, he made it clear that he he hates it very much. He hates wearing a mask. Especially, he said the M90, N95s are the worst. Absolute worst. But again, this is case in point of why people don't trust it. Barack Obama is hosting 475 people, 200 staff members, and a Pearl Jam concert for his own birthday. His birthday. That's right. So why would anybody buy it? Why? Why? Barack Obama should be grateful, though, because... He is no longer the worst president in U.S. history. That title now belongs to fraudulent president Joe Biden. Now let's go back and talk about things related to the election. January 6th, we all saw what happened. We saw it go down. We watched it live, most of us. And we've seen the aftermath. A a very disturbing response to what happened. We talked about in last week's episode, the January 6th Commission, and how absolutely ridiculous, offensive, and a waste of taxpayer money that was. If you haven't watched that, I encourage you to go back and watch. I think it's Thursday's show. But another thing that is disturbing and should really scare you guys is the response to apprehending the people that were involved hunting down what are labeled by this administration and this government as terrorists in the way they're being treated one of those just recently over the past uh couple days or heck maybe this was yesterday a man out of california southern california was raided by the fbi and arrested Taken to jail on some 
I, I got to assume, pretty serious charges. Let's go to CBS2 out in California and see exactly what happened to this man in, uh, in his arrest. Let's see if we can pull this up. Because obviously, he did something really bad at the Capitol to be able to get that type of treatment from the FBI. This is CBS2 News at 11 p.m. Now on CBS2 News at 11 and streaming on CBSN Los Angeles, only on two federal agents with weapons drawn swoop into Huntington Beach to bust a local man for his alleged role in the January 6th insurrection. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tom Wade. Now, that, that was a pretty hefty... For those of you listening on audio, this was a, a home security cam, probably a ring doorbell or whatever, of a neighbor who is recording... FBI agents walking down his street towards the man of the 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 man of the story towards his house with shields with what looks like AR15s assault weapons ready to tackle what has to be one of the most dangerous terrorists in this country and I'm Rachel Kim. A tip turned in the 61-year-old business owner. Now he's facing federal charges. Tonight, CBS 2's Lori Perez has video of the arrest that you'll see only on two. They were assault weapons, um, you know, full body armor, like top and bottom, um, battering rams. Like it seemed like it was going to be something. Security camera video shows the moment an FBI raid swiftly played out in this Huntington Beach neighborhood Thursday morning. It was just before 6 a.m. when a team of agents with shields, weapons drawn, descended on the home of Glenn Allen Brooks, a neighbor who did not want to be identified, told us it's still stunning to watch. It was, it was actually kind of scary. I thought it was fake. According to the criminal complaint. Even he couldn't believe it. His neighbor, who he probably knows pretty well and knows is not a bad guy, he's like... <laughs> There's obviously a movie shoot. There's no way they're going to arrest Carl, or whatever his name was. There's no way they're going to arrest that guy. He's one of the nicest guys on the planet. He's he's a business owner. He's a family man. But sure enough, little did the neighbor know. It's a member of Brooks' prayer group first tipped off federal agents back in January. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Back up. Back up. So apparently, his prayer group okay so so the guy the suspect here is in a prayer group in his prayer group tipped off the fbi in a group Hold chat on. with shields weapons drawn descended on the home of glenn allen brooks a neighbor who did not want to be identified told us it's still stunning to watch it was, it was actually kind of scary i thought it was fake according to the criminal complaint a member of brooks prayer group first tipped off federal agents back in january when in a group chat the orange county man shared a selfie standing in the crowd that had broken into the u.s capitol court okay now i'm obviously a believer i'm a christian I believe Jesus died on the cross. Uh, I'm not against religion like some people are. I'm not against the church as a whole, even though it's a flawed system. But you cannot trust these churches out in California. I'm just going to be honest. You can't trust the people that are part of California churches. Not to say they're bad people or they're even untrustworthy people. But I think you need to probably at least earn their trust or, or allow them to earn your trust before you start sending stuff like that. <laughs> you know, 
It's a very liberal state. You, you never know who you're dealing with. But like some of these churches are absolutely weird. You know, they just, you know, bend and, and, and morph the, the word into whatever they want it to be and everything else. Nonetheless. Documents show various pictures of Brooks appearing to climb through a broken window and then at various spots inside taking photos Ooh. of his cell phone. Investigators said they compared photos of Brooks to shots. The infamous selfie. He was in there taking photos. From the January 6th riot, and agents conducting surveillance in March got this picture, noting he had the same white beard as the man seen inside the Capitol. For his alleged... They couldn't just show up in his house and arrest him. They had been surveilling this guy who simply entered the Capitol and took a few pictures. Alleged role in the chaos that day, Brooks has been charged with unlawful entry and disorderly conduct on restricted grounds. More than two dozen California residents... Did, you, did you hear what he's been charged with? Disorderly conduct and trespassing on restricted grounds. Two... Really, in the grand scheme of things, two very minor charges. Now, what justification do you have as the Department of Justice to serve out a warrant for disorderly conduct and trespassing with riot shields and assault weapons? I'm using assault weapons loosely. We know the deal on that. What justification is there for that? Charge the guy, you could have probably just called him and been like, hey, man, you got this warrant. You might want to come up here and take care of it. He goes up there, he bails out, and he deals with it in court. Okay, I'm not saying the guy shouldn't have to deal with charges. That's fine with me. He broke the law. He absolutely broke the law. But the charges are very minor, okay? Very minor. These are, as far as I know, misdemeanors in the state of California. And they showed up with riot gear and rifles? Really? This is all for show. This is all for show to let you know, don't you dare come after us. Don't you dare question us. This is not about justice. This is not about holding people responsible. It's not. If it was... If if it was that bad and we need to bring these people to justice, the, the people in D.C. would not be lying about what happened on January 6th because they've been lying the entire time. They still to this day say police officers and multiple people were killed, killed on January 6th. That they brought weapons. You know, they used to say they brought guns, but they were, they were shoot people, but they finally had to stop doing that. It's why they won't show any of the security footage from that day. It's all a show. And it's their last thread of hope of pinning something really bad to Donald Trump. Let me tell you what, what scares these people about Donald Trump in 2024. This is what scares them. You know, on the campaign trail leading up to a presidential election... You drag out all the dirt there is. You find it all. And you just gradually use it throughout the campaign. And then you hit the big one in October. And you drop the bombshell. The worst thing that this, this candidate's ever done. That's what you do as the opponent. Well, they did that. They did that in 2016. It didn't work. It didn't work. So they spent the next four years making stuff up. 
to pin to him. They did. And they ran out of stuff. And they realized it wasn't working. So what did they do? They cheated and stole an election. But that wasn't enough because they saw how angry a majority of Americans were because we saw the election stolen right in front of our faces. So they saw an opportunity. They saw an opportunity to make something really bad happen as the electoral process was going on, which would then solidify the electoral votes for Joe Biden because it would be such an emotionally disturbing incident that even the senators that are on Trump's side couldn't vote against this. And that's what happened on January 6th. And that ties in perfectly with the reports of the biggest instigators of this entire thing being FBI informants. If the FBI is willing to act in that fashion for somebody with a trespassing charge, you don't think that they would be involved in setting up something like that? Of course they would. Anybody would. Not just the FBI, but anybody else that has is behaving in that manner. You know, it's funny. We During the Mueller stuff and Peter Strzok, when all the Spygate stuff was coming out, we used to say, so silly looking back on it now. We used to say, the rank and file FBI agents are good people. They're good people. It's just the guys at the top. It's just the top of the food chain that's corrupt. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Because it seems to me that everybody in the FBI is pretty cool with playing along. Perfectly fine with doing something as un-American as this. And granted, this California man, he did something very un-American by breaking into the Capitol. In my opinion, if he wanted to walk up to the Capitol and video what was going on, perfectly fine. But once you step through those doors, that is trespassing. And you should pay for those those crimes, those charges. Should have known better. But what did he do? He went inside and took pictures. And then he gets that kind of treatment. They were surveilling him. You know, as they were surveilling him, they were spying on him. They were reading his emails, tapping his phone lines, trying to find anything and everything. And then they treat him as if he was the Boston Marathon bomber. They treated him as an actual terrorist. That's why it's hard for me to buy this whole, it's only the guys at the top. Now, yeah, you may say, Andrew, well, they're just following orders. Yeah, but at what point do you stand up? At what point do whistleblowers come out in the FBI and start saying, you know what? It's all about politics in this department. Because we're not, we're not doing the, the, the job of, we're, we're not, we're not, doing lady justice justice but we don't hear we just continue to see this big show this big this big um, charade of treating Americans like citizens of communist China that that news story I was playing for you went on to 
show uh, another instance of another man, I think out in California, young man, college student, who was arrested for the same thing. Same exact thing. Going into the Capitol. Well, I'll take that back. In that news story, this was the guy that sat in the vice president's chair in the Senate chambers. Okay. Pretty bad idea on his part. Deserves to be arrested. But if you go back and you watch the video of his arrest, it looks like Waco without the gunfire in the burning house. Middle of the night, lights shining everywhere, snatching the guy up. Look what they did to Roger Stone. Was the FBI? It's all for show. It's all for show. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank you guys so much for watching yet another video. We appreciate you. Make sure you comment. If you're watching on Rumble, comment. Like the video. Help us get the word out as we continue to try to recover from being deplatformed by big tech. It's not going to be easy for us. It's not going to be easy for y'all. But I think if we stick together, we can really make this happen and get the truth out. Until next time, see you, cools.